Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Online Darts. A very warm welcome this Monday evening. It is 8pm, which can mean only one thing. The gang is back together as it is the Live Lounge Boise's return from, I'm not going to call it the Theatre of Dreams because it's clearly not anymore. But he's decided to grace us with his pleasure on a Monday night. Boys, how are we doing? I was going to let Lee go first because he had spoken in two and a half weeks. Hello, mate. How are we? Yeah, I'm not too bad, yeah. Cheers for the introduction, fellas, always. Always appreciate it. Is it, is it, is it, is it, nice is it a dart show tonight, isn't it? It's always a dart show. <laughs> always a dart show. Um, Welcome along, everyone in the chat room. Superb, as always. Come and say hi. Remember, drop us a like and subscribe. We've just dropped some links on social media as well. So if you could give them a share, it would be much appreciated. Um, chat room on fire, as always. Get your questions in. We'll answer them when we can. If not, at the end, as always. And Adrian is straight in there. Has Josh Rock developed yet, Gob? If I speak, I'm going to upset somebody, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Evening, Henry. Hope we are good. Um, Who else is in? Owen, Daniel, Max, how are we doing? Rose, as always. Uh, Stephen says, evening, guys. James, evening, all. Uh, Malachi is in. Uh, Owen is in as well. Um, it's all good, boys, isn't it? It's, it's never a dull week in darts, and at the moment, there's never a never a spare moment either. Um, talking point coming up later on, but it's um it's a tough time for a dart player at the moment. Your air miles, are, bus miles, and train miles are doing all right. They are racking yeah, just, up the mileage. Unsurprisingly, look, we touched on this a little bit last week, but unsurprisingly, yeah. this week there's what five of the Premier League eight missing from Pro Tours tomorrow and Wednesday, and that number could well rise. Yeah, oh, and one of them's only doing one. So, I think it's only, is it, Smithy's doing both. And, well, Gary's down to do both. I say down to do yeah, both because that right. would change. <laughs> but at the moment, he's down to play both. But by, by this time yeah, tomorrow, but- it could be only Smithy. But he might be playing both. But as we know, this Wednesday will be Sunday, so we know what happens. That's straight away. If he's playing two days, yeah, we always know what happens on the second day. Apart from, he can't go home to go fishing, 
because he's got to go to Sheffield to play instead. If he's done by 12 o'clock, you might find somewhere. <laughs> You'll find oh, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but again, chat room, absolutely superb. We're going to crack on because it's a busy show as always, gents. Plenty of talking points on all sides of the darting code. We've got a couple of interview clips to play you as well. We've got three of them today, so that's nice and busy. We've got Snake Bite. Johnny and Matt Porter, who said some interesting things, which I'm sure we'll talk about when that comes up. Gob's eyes have rolled already. There was a few bits that he wasn't happy with, a few that he was, and a few that he wasn't. We'll, no, we'll, we'll talk about that. I've been thinking <laughs> about that against the PDP chairman. Chief exec. <laughs> Oops. I'm <laughs> Um, but we'll we'll rewind. We'll kind of go in some chronological order. We'll get lost along the way, as always. But that was how Glasgow looked before a dart was thrown, and it was it was interesting. It was sold out, but due to a football game, the crowd was less than what it should have been. Um, something was happening just up the road. I don't know if you know, but John Lundstrom scored. Not that I haven't heard that song. I'm not sure, obviously, you boys are watching. Did it come across as empty? Or, not empty is the wrong word, but did it come across as not as full as what it should have been? From, from my perspective, yeah. not really. But that's good. If a, a Premier League as a whole, doesn't really excite me when it comes to the atmosphere and hasn't for many of the nights. Some have, but not many of them haven't. Um, so it didn't really feel any different. Maybe they'd have, they'd have been better if obviously there was all focus on the darts, but that attention was turned somewhere else uh, for part of it. So it wasn't too bad. It, it, it didn't have, it didn't have a, it wasn't the worst that we've had this year for atmosphere by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it was it was weird. Obviously, we didn't have the game on, but we knew who scored, depending on how loud the crowd was. The bigger cheers were from the Celtic fans because yeah, they were just... in. <laughs> it was a, a strange night having that on and then having your two Scottish stars down head-to-head at 7 o'clock, like it was planned. Um, but having them go head-to-head right at the start before the, the game got underway, it, yeah, it was a bit strange. Yeah, remember, we have got the poll going in the chat room. The very niche one, as yeah, we always do. Week, I just, I just whacked a new one in. I thought you might like that one, Phil. You voted as, yes as, all 12 times. It's been clicked on already. As Fudge once <laughs> said in the Ministry of Magic, he's back. Too niche? <laughs> no, I got it. Um, obviously, obviously, <laughs> um, but there we have it. The hydro <laughs> <laughs> um, kicked off with the all Scottish affair. And right now, boys, if you're a Peter Wright fan, are you concerned with this and the Euro Tour that we'll, we'll talk about in a minute? This is very unworld championship, world number one, like Gob. 
it's worse than that. It's terrible. It's crap. It's not very good. <laughs> in that order. He's yeah, in a no, world of trouble right now. He is in an absolute world of trouble right now. He needs to find something. He needs to click with something. He can't be doing an interview with PDC about three weeks ago going, okay, guys, this time I'm actually going to stick with the same darts. And then, uh, not bother. He's got yeah. to find something. Yeah, it was. And look, Gary's played okay. Um, still not his, his brilliant best. Um, but 87 from, from right, Boise, it's just not Peter Wright-like. And we've got an interesting clip of him coming up, which we'll play at the end. He's still convinced he's going to win it. The thing that's in his favour is, I can't see any of the other four below getting that run together of getting them points. Peter Wright potentially only needs one more win um, because of someone then having a, a great run or down on a win tonight. But there's nothing there that shows that he's turned that one and and lift this Premier League title, especially how two of the players are playing in this Premier League tournament, that you've got to be at a certain level to, to beat them two. And Peter Wright is nowhere near that level. Um, so much changed recently. I uh, don't really think he's been himself the past probably couple of months. Um, and then we've seen this, like says, the, the statement he made about the darts, then this the interview that we had on Thursday. Um, there's just not something right about his performance. He doesn't look right. His whole persona isn't what we used to. Um, I'm sure he'll find a way. World champions tend to find a way then to come back. But at the moment, I don't see coming back in a hurry. Probably the one thing that plays in his favour, if he can get through to that playoff night, is there is a bit of a gap um, and he can prepare himself for that. So, But there is a yeah. big worry for Peter White fans at the moment. Um, Laura is in an evening. Maisie, hope you are good. Um, Jamie says Peter was just trolling in that interview. No, he wasn't, mate. He was dead. Honestly, we were speaking to him after off camera. He still genuinely believes he's going to win this Premier League. Um, match number two, Johnny Clayton against James Wade. It was a repeat of the Dublin final, but this time roles reversed and, and Johnny kind of did a number on the machine, Boise. Yeah, he 100% did a, a job on him. He's just, at the moment, especially in the Premier League, some of the stuff that Johnny Clayton's doing, um, it's just very hard to beat. And then with James Wade, you sort of know what he's going to get with James Wade. And Clayton just didn't allow him them opportunities. Some of his finishing was just ridiculous from Johnny throughout the night. Uh, but his, his two dark finishing, I was, when I was talking to Tam on Thursday about it, it was just, throughout the night, was just some incredible finishing and didn't really allow uh, James too many Darts at a double, so it was just too good. But James in a comfortable position. As I said, probably another one. He's probably already done enough, but one more win across the three weeks. Uh, Finn across he's, he's playing in the, the next three. Um, and he should be in those playoffs. Just, just out of interest, we keep calling the 1 3 the Della. How long before we start calling the 1 2 1 the Ferret? <laughs> when he wins a world title with it. <laughs> That's how you coin as, long as, he as long as he doesn't hit it and then decide he wants to wear stupid red trousers, then we can call it in there if you want. As long as he's not going to wear them in <laughs> I tell you what, we've, we've all been on it tonight. There's no holes bars. We've had 
<laughs> in the first <laughs> 11 minutes, it's all going on. <laughs> um, DVT says, afternoon from Canada. Hope you are good. Um, then, bottom half of the draw, Michael Smith beating Gathering Price 6-3. This is actually quite a tidy game, to, to be fair, Gob. Michael Smith is actually playing some very good darts right now and perhaps not getting the recognition of others because he's not winning nights. Yeah, there's... But playing good stuff. There's been a level added to his game the last couple of weeks, especially in those early rounds. Back-to-back semi-finals now. The run of quarterfinals before that is the issue, but there was a lot of games where he was in it but didn't quite get it, that sort of thing. But he has just added that extra level right now. Um, going under the radar. Look, the pressure's off him right now as well, isn't it? So we can just turn up at these nights, go and see what he can do. Don't think he's got enough in the locker to go and qualify with, what, three nights left now? Um, pretty much have to go and win all three and even then he might be a little bit short um so he can just play with that little bit more freedom which might open him up a bit to go and win that night that he so badly wants needs and and possibly deserves that he went back-to-back runner-up earlier in the campaign hasn't really gone that deep since so it's getting there i think it's taken him a while to settle once again there's been ups and downs throughout this campaign but yeah a, a good performance from him um, so there was Smith injured, looks as if he was limping. He had a little bit of gout, um, but he's, he's he, he was speaking about it afterwards. He's used to it. He gets it every now and then. It just means he can't walk properly, but he wasn't in. It didn't hinder his performance or or anything like that. Then the last game, Michael Van Gogh and Joe Cullen, boys, the MVG almost made the cardinal sin. 5-1 up in absolutely no danger. <laughs> Threatening nine darters, and he's completely switched off and almost paid the price. Yeah, a massive, for me, a missed opportunity for Joe. Uh, even in that last, I don't know, Moythal won it in 14, but I think there was an 81 with his third visit in that lead. Um, and if he'd have hit a single 20 instead of the single one with that last start, leaves a 127, gives himself a shot. Um, because no one expected a 5-1 for Michael to give him that opportunity. So I think it was a missed opportunity for Joe, looking at the lead table, looking at the form of Peter Wright. A couple of points could have just added that bit more pressure onto him, especially after losing to uh, Darry Anderson at the start of the night. So for me, it's a missed opportunity and a massive let-off for MVG. Yeah, look, he still averaged 98 and he completely switched off. Well, there's a lot of comments are we starting to see vintage MVG. We'll, we'll touch on that after the Euro Tour bit um, because obviously we're going to speak about that in more depth. But into the semi-finals and how Gary Anderson made this one as close as it was, Gob, was actually an achievement. The chasm in the averages and Clayton's bossed this one, but Gary was just hanging around. Story of Gary's campaign. It's not been great. He won in Nottingham. He's had multiple first round losses which is possibly why that Peter Wright performance was even worse than I stated it was about 10 minutes ago um, but he just seems to be accumulating legs early days and then someone has to step on the gas to, to get over the line against him um, it's an art what Gary's doing but I'd much rather it be an art of him smashing in 10 plus averages and playing like he was 4 years ago yeah look 6-4 but it should have been a lot lot wider than that, but the ferret moved into the final again. The second one, what a game! And Michael Smith 
we'll see this is a again a missed opportunity. It it was there, but MVG found the goods again when he had to, Boise. Yeah, there's probably arguments that MVG could have gone out in both quarterfinals and semi-finals, but this is what we'll probably come back to at the moment. He's uh later on, sorry, he's about twelve months ago. These were the games that MVG was was losing. He was getting to these last leads and wasn't getting the better of them. He's just jumped on the opportunities that Michael Smith's gave him with two 60 visits in penultimate leg, the 46 visit and a 52 visit in the final leg. It just opened up the, the door for MVG and he's storing and now coming back to that last leg, he's feeling confident that he can get over the line on throw or a dense throw. So um, it's a shame for Michael Smith. It'd be a shame if he doesn't win one of these nights on, on with Derby. Probably deserves one after his final runs. Um and it'll be a shame if we have seven winners and not the full house. But it's MVG knowing out of that over the line of the, the dot in there. Yeah. And then the obligatory awful picture in front of the sign <laughs> of the city where you win from, from the ferret. And do you think they're making it or 10? Look, you've got to do something else. We've got to put your arms. You've got to, can we have two arms this week, Johnny? Last week it was one. We've had Dad from Wadey. We've um, it, it's not the best, but the final itself. Look, Johnny played really, really well, and I thought Michael's interview with Dutch TV beer play was was very interesting and very honest afterwards as well. Gob, stitch me up there because I didn't see that bit. You talk the last night's interview on on a TV channel that I don't have access to on a night that wasn't covering. But yeah, look, Johnny, solid again. Um, to be in the amount of finals that he's racking up, clearly deserved to be at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, an interesting point on those finals: we're in week thirteen. Nine of them have been won by the player throwing first, which is awarded to the players, not thrown for. Well. Wayne Mardor, first of all, MVG said, um, didn't feel particularly comfortable all night, so I'm happy with the the three points that I've got. And he, and he basically said, I'm in Berlin. Um, but Wayne Mardor has been banging this drum as well, not only about the finals, but genuinely the person that throws first is winning. And the fact that the players are pulling up for this is this maybe something that that needs to change yes it has to change it's... for me i think it did say on the it did say during the night as well i think it was 22 out of 25 i think have been won when we've done a last leg decide we've done with the players yeah. yeah um which sort of says it all and then you've got a night like tonight where mvg's got to the final but he's the eighth name on the list, so in none of them dames, he's going to get the chance to throw first. Especially with how the dames are sort of structured, who's in what sort of half. For me, yeah, it needs to be looked at. If you're playing each other twice and you've both got to go first in them dames, I get it. But at the moment, because there's a bit of a, a mix-up with it all and you play on with then in the eighth game and 16th and then you can play with then semis and finals. For me, you've, you've got to have the ball there. It didn't have an impact in the final because Johnny was just, you know, stepped it up once then and got the better of MVG to be the first name in there. But for me, it was just a night of outstanding finishing from Johnny. And I alluded to it with Cam that 
I think when I looked at it, he had 13 times throughout the night. He left a two-dart finish and nine times he took it out. Add to that a 1-4-1, a 1-2-1, a 1-1-6. It's pretty impressive finishing throughout the night. Oh, it's, it's just remarkable from the ferret. And you think, fate's a funny thing, God, because roll back to what, 14, 15 months ago, he wasn't even in the Premier League. He took his chance and and ran with it. And look, when Johnny finishes playing and he's doing the autobiography, how much will he look back at that behind-closed-doors final of the Masters where 10 minutes before they went, the winner's going in the Premier League? Who knew the Masters means that much? Back-to-back years it's done that for players over... TV title wins elsewhere, but let's not get into that debate again. But 100% right, it's definitely been that special. It's the first individual title, Johnny Bond, because let's not forget, he did win the World Cup, World Cup. the summer before with Gerwin Price. So that, I almost think the best way for Michael Smith to get over the line would to be do something similar right now. If he was to go and be in that England team and go and win the World Cup in the summer, over the line with someone else, just get over there somehow and then go and do it individually because that's how Johnny did it. It worked brilliantly for him. The league table that we all forget about, but mathematically we do have our first name in Berlin that we all think the top three are there, but mathematically Johnny Clayton will be at finals night. Look, I cannot see MVG and James Wade not being there, but Boise, with the form of Peter Wright right now, will Joe Cullen and maybe Gezi, I say maybe in a very inverted commas, just think they've got a squeak of fourth? Yes, they will. And just looking at Desi.net's week, certainly will give him more confidence with that one. On the back of that, not only playing that, one thing the Premier League does do, which for me, Tud sparked a huge interest on 16, <coughs> is the draw being how it is. So we will see whoever's in fourth playing, whoever's in fifth that night. Tud have a, a massive day that we've got to 16 before and judgment night before where we've not had sort of what they've wanted to and they've got the everyday matters in there, so there is a, there is a chance. Um, I just look at Desi's run more than I do Joe's. Having Gary Anderson and then having his friend in the last week, I'm not saying that would play a part in it, but it would certainly get Desi up even more. Well, I can't see Joe getting more. I can't see Joe getting more than five points. If I'm being honest, I can see Derwin Price. Well, this is the interesting one. Before we move on, God. This week, Peter Wright has MVG. Gerwin Price is in the other half to Michael and Peter. And with the greatest of respects, he has Gary Anderson, who isn't playing well. Then he would have Joe Cullen or James Wade. Obviously, we'll talk about James um, later on. Then, potentially, if... Gerwin can get to a final. P 
pick up a couple of points at the O2. The way it's worked for Newcastle, one will play eight, two will play seven. Round one, all of a sudden, at Newcastle, could be Peter Wright against Gerwin Price in the quarterfinals. Let's not disregard Joe Collin, though, by the way, because he's in that same half of the draw, facing the same issues that <coughs> Gerwin potentially might to get there, etc. And the following week, Joe plays Gary Anderson first round for the right to play Peter Wright or James Wade. So right now, I'm still tipping Joe. I'm still tipping Cullen, even if Gezi goes and makes the final eight. From here, we'll get onto our predictions very, very soon, but it's a, it's a Price-Cullen semi-final. Nailed on. The rest of it is it's more difficult to work out. Right now, that's a Price-Cullen semi-final. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's Daniel, massive obviously... in the context against each other, because that's a, what, three-point difference? If, if that then goes on to win the final, what's that? Yeah. Four points difference. Yeah, two points. Yeah, yeah. close. Um, Daniel, I've just two, checked... But the week after, I opened up nicely, so... I've just checked on my laptop, mate, and I'm running it separately. Mine's not blurry at all. Yeah. It might be yeah, your internet, mate. I've checked on my phone Bill's as well. It looks fine. It's so fast across the screen. Your camera can't keep up with it. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Sheffield at the end. We'll, we'll, we're going in chronological order. But that was the Premier League. Um, moving on. The Euro Tour was back. And before we get into the action, boys, how good did that arena in Leverkusen look? Oh, my days. It looked absolutely mint. Decked out really well. The lighting and cameras and everything that they've added to the Euro Tour this year just makes it that much friendlier to look at from the viewing. The black and yellow colour scheme is never going to be the most welcoming i think it's always quite harsh isn't it look we use it for a reason because it stands out but there's so much yeah. black on that euro screen it's, it's difficult to light it um but other than that yeah it's brilliant yeah and, and also i i said it on on social media the new camera angles that they introduced this week as well the first <coughs> time that we'd seen some of these angles i'm just throwing it out there was better than sky and itv we had more variety. We saw better angles of darts than what we see from mainstream TV. It's amazing what happens when DAZN get involved. Hard to disagree. I'm loving the Euro Tour this year. Not that I didn't any other year, but I think it's stepped up a level from, obviously, we all know how great the DJ is uh, in between the dames, but the venue at oh, this my. one and then all the cameras are absolutely spot on. Dropping F-bombs at one in the afternoon on a Friday. What's going? Well, no. <laughs> Absolutely no X given from the DJ. Um, but look, the Eurosaur has gone to another level. Good boy band as well. Um, but it's just been sensational. It's been too niche. <laughs> um. But one thing we will say, <clears throat> does there need to be some kind of rule that you can't have the bye two tournaments in a row for people pulling out? 
Because said the check's done right the last two weeks. Just the way it's all built in. The thing that confuses me is at one point, PDC Europe started to play a playoff game. For those that lost out in the home nation qualifiers the evening before, they were playing a qualifier game between the two players that lost in the semi-finals. As if that player would then be the first reserve. And I'm not sure if the PDC or PDC Europe or someone have read their rules and decided they can't implement it. It's just a genuinely good idea. I, I don't get in, a, in an organisation that has as many players under its banner like we do that we are seeing more buys this year than ever before. Yeah. Not being able to fill in the pro tours. Now you've got players pulling out on Euro tours. And if you've got options to fill it, fill it. Especially in a way like yeah. a playoff that is the fairest way to do it. Yeah, no, look, I'm with Greater you. Greater from those places. No, I'm with you. Um, but the action, game number one in the afternoon, absolutely stole the show. Luke Woodace with an unbelievable, almost 110 average, 109.98. Absolutely blows Mickey Mansell away. Mickey Mansell's average 94 and a half. Done nothing wrong, Boise, and absolutely been spanked. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was special from Luke Woodace starting up and then... Uh... Darren Pennell didn't put a bad performance in straight afterwards as well. That's probably why the uh, the DJ just didn't know what time it was and played whatever he wanted to. Because after those two performances, he just it did bring the Euro two to life straight away. Like and Luke Woodhouse was just outstanding. That finishing was unreal. But really wanting to that over the one ten, it would it would have been uh, just deserved as it was just a, a outstanding performance and not a lot really can be said of then Mickey Mansell. He was out the tournament by 20 past 12 and didn't do an awful lot wrong. Yeah, completely. Like you say, um, Darren Penhall was sensational and to Luke Peters. We won't go through every, every game because the, there's not time. But what I am going to touch on, got Kevin Dutes, Dutes, or however we're pronouncing it, against Peterson. A couple of weeks ago, we thought Dev had cracked the action and it was looking good again. This weekend, it looked stuttery again, like he hadn't put 50p in the meter. I'm not, getting, I'm not sure how it keeps happening. When you've got a throw that is so is, is as coached as Devon's is, there should be specific little points in that throw, in that action, that you keep going to to get yourself to a base level, to take yourself back. There should be little identifiers in Devon's throw so he knows he's on it. And that just doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah, And, and that, that's something to take away from all coaching as well, actually. Instead of just coaching when you're in a slump, coaching when you're playing well, just go to somebody and identify all the little things in your action that work really well. Okay, when you're throwing really well, you're bringing the dart back to this part of your face. You're, you're, up, you're lining it up with this part of your eye. You're gripping it in this manner. Your elbow's in this position. Just go and identify all of those things so you know how to get back there when you start chasing the action again at a latter time. Because a lot of people don't understand that. We'll go chasing when things are bad. The best time to get a lesson is when things are good. Yeah. No, agreed. It's an interesting um, point. I don't really want to touch on... No, actually, we'll do this one first. Um, Scott Williams. 
has got the golden ticket right now and he is running with it in absolutely everything from the live league, the pro tour to the Euro tour, picking up money and is arguably potentially going to win that tour card without having to go to Q school at the moment, Boise. Gets rid of Adam Gowlas 6-5, and that was only the start of what was a very good weekend for Williams. Yeah, he's the uh, 2022 Chaz Barstow, isn't he? Just able to play in everything, and he's fully running with it all, uh, putting in solid performances in everything he's playing in, in some great form. And it was a good win in a very, very good game on Friday. Um, but full credit to Stop Williams. He's in a position there where there's plenty more opportunities coming up. And while he's playing like this, there's plenty of money to be won, including potentially a tour card without him having to start to still. Well, I've just looked, looked it up now. Right now, without a tour card, he is 78 on the order of merit. This year, he has won 27 and a half grand. And we still have over half the year to go. He will be at the World Championships. He will be at Minehead. He has qualified for more Euro Tours, more Pro Tours. This would be some achievement, Gob. The last person we saw it happen to, I think, was Joe Mernon. After he got a corner. Was it or Sorry? Was it Mernon or Ratajski? Because Ratajski did it as well. Might have been Ratajski, actually. After he's invited as the highest-ranked Christoph Ratajski. You <laughs> <laughs> in the world master of the world trophy, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can come and play with us." Okay. Yeah, the master, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, Vernon did it before though, when he was on the yeah. challenge tour. Um, yeah. Got called up, won the pro tour, put himself in Blackpool, and his tour card, etc. That way. Look, it would be mint. And Scott even said something on his social media earlier in the week that, or yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, that we've been saying for a long, long time now. And he said, if you told me at the start of the year that just missing out on a tour card would put me in a more beneficial place than actually being there at the minute, I'd have laughed your head off. But he's like, I'm in Euro Tours, I'm in Pro Tours, I just beat the world number one and world champion on stage. I can still go and play for my country in England. Uh, I can still play the live league when I've got weeks off in between or whatever. I can still go and play WDF circuit. I can still go to the Opens. I can still do anything he Everything. wants right now. He's in absolutely prime position. He's lapping it up. Agreed. Um, the next one. Josh Rock averages 98.02 and beats Connor Scott 6-0, Gob. Not developed. <laughs> 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 oh, no, look, super stuff from... Five, maybe six players eligible for the development tour. That qualified for a Euro Tour this weekend. Yeah. That were here. Not even have qualified for the next one. I don't even check those two. There's five players in that list that are eligible for the development tour. A couple that have only just gone past the age group and the 24, 25 now, etc. Look, it's, it, it's a hole in the system that needs fixing. It, 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 it does. The level of darts now is too good. The worrying thing is, Luke Littler is still below an age where he's even allowed to go and develop. <laughs> he's chucking in 109 averages over the weekend. Yeah, and, and, and he's, not allowed to go, he's not even allowed to start developing yet. 109 averages, won the men's open, won 
two youth titles. Like, ridiculous, kid. And, and that's yeah, someone who's yeah. pre-developed. That's that's where we are at the moment. He's... Yeah, it's not even intriguing. <laughs> he's like finding Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. He's just on raw power. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's um that's that, that that that's good. But wasn't it Anakin Skywalker on Tatooine? Oh we've lost him. <laughs> oh we've lost him. <laughs> he got his Star Wars gag wrong and then disappears. Uh, yes. We've had it for a while. The curse of Gob's internet. There he is. He's back. He's back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not an internet issue. It's uh, what's it called? Docking station overheats. No, it's docking station because it overheats. I bought it cheap, so it just cuts out because it's only USB connected. It's not wired in any other way. The force shut Gob down. <laughs> Um, moving on to the Saturday of the Euro Tour. Again, appreciate the graphics from the boys. We'll fill in some of the gaps. But first of all, at the top, the number one seed, Gob Gerin Price, scraped past Luke Woodhouse, averaging 91. And it's a question for him and for Johnny Clayton. Travelling on the day of a match, not ideal. on the wrong day no travelled on Saturday no but I'm just going in draw bracket order because I've got it up on my computer oh okay you ain't got, uh, they, have, they didn't update at the end of play thanks a lot PDC no. yeah look uh, <laughs> probably a little bit more gutted for Luke Woodhouse in this one because Gezi's there for the taking after the performance that we saw from him in the round previous it's so difficult to back those performances up but you just want to see that consistency from Luke Woodhouse because he's shown in the last 18 months just how good his top-level game can be. Yeah. So that was a, a chance yeah. missed for me. But yeah, look, travelling, I appreciate that some of it was out of their hands, but not ideal prep. No. Uh, then Nathan Aspinall, good win for him, good weekend for the Aspigan. Sees off Sedlicek quite convincingly. Um, Boise, Luke Humphreys, again... Another good weekend. Another 99 average as he sees off Darren Penhall. Special things are happening for Luke right now. Yeah, I think... I know he spoke a lot in the world about the Premier League. He's certainly putting up a fight this year. There's still more that needs to come from him. But he's certainly putting himself in contention. And some of the performances he's putting in are certainly then him spoken about a lot more. Um, and a very impressive win on the Saturday. And then... And Darren Pennell put in a, as we mentioned, a very, very good opener on Friday. So, stunned through that convincingly, just short of the ton average, was very impressive for Luton. I think there's a there's a trophy coming for him then very soon. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I think there is um, as well. Evening, Paddy. How are we all doing? Um, then Joe Cullen beat his best mate six one. Gob and, and this was this was a rat. Devon. Not in the game. Cullen breeze past him. Finally. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I need a log. <laughs> You're right there. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, oh, the fact you're going in drawback order and not order they played is really throwing me. Um, yeah. No, steady from Joe. Nothing spectacular. Still only 30% of the doubles. But enough. The fact Devon only had yeah. four darts at double is an issue. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've done it this way because where the results aren't on the evening one, I've had to go to the page and so I'm going in drawback order. Instead of trying to find, he's doing this. Like, um, this confuse us. That's what he's done. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then, Boise MVG ran riot, and when and when I say ran riot, I'm not exaggerating this either. This was prime 2017. Michael Van Gogh. Yeah, I've I've, I've been impressed with Daryl quite recently. I think he's there's parts of his game that's coming back, but. A bit like we spoke about earlier on of Mickey Mantle in his first game. There's not a fat like Darrell Dernington can do. To that three leads is impressive. When you're coming up with then someone who's average just short of a one one four. It was just so good. It was just to watch it as well. The the throw just seemed a lot better. We didn't seem to over lean. It was just a, a, an all round perfect performance near enough for MVG. Um on this one and Lod says it's good to see Darrell then back to where he can be. And there wasn't a fat lot to do it here. It was just special by Michael. Um, evening, Peter. I hope you are good. Um, then Johnny Clayton beat Roby John again convincingly. And then speaking of Peter, Gob loses 6-4 to Scott Williams. And although Williams has won it, Wright will be kicking himself. The amount of darts missed at a double in this game was Gary Anderson of 2013-esque. And I hate to say it, it's what happens when you keep chopping and changing. You lose <laughs> that consistency. There's always been that, go back to the gold elements, whatever, they'll they'll dig me out. But I think that even that effect has worn off a little bit as you try to dig deep and rely on them just that too often, effectively. Um, and Wayne Mardell says this a lot, the issue with some of the big differences in the darts that Peter throws. If, if, if you're constantly swapping a straight barrel dart, similar length, but different grips and whatever, fine, you throw them the same. It's just how they come out of your hand, how they feel. If you're constantly changing shape and weight, his action changes as well. There are only subtle little differences in action, but it does change. And, and that's not good for anybody. Because when it's on, that action is one of the best in the world. It's just so solid. We've seen it when yeah. match plays at a canter, blood championships, all sorts. <laughs> Dan says, first time Peter was distracted by someone else's pants. They were um they were a little bit different, weren't they? The the, the Scott Williams trousers. Just a tad. Just a tad. Um full yeah. <laughs> I'm all for somewhere dif- a bit different. Not too different, Delarest, but a bit different. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Rock got a little bit better. I think he developed a little bit more overnight. This time, absolutely batters Christoph Ratajski 6-2 with a 101-6-8 average. Forget Josh Rock. For it, a I know, I know. With that, are we a little bit concerned about Ratajski at the moment? Yes. 
I am. I think the the levels the levels he got to last year at times, I just don't think he has here. There was question. There's always been questions around his consistency, but even his his A game that we got to at times, we just haven't really seen that as much. And it's it is a worry, but not to take anything away from Josh Rock. I know we have a laugh and a joke about the the developed and is he developed journey should he be playing, but. He's doing absolutely nothing wrong. He's playing in every event that he should be playing in. And it's only working in his favour because he's beating Ratoisty, who he averaged 98. It wasn't a dreadful performance by any stretch, but it's just some very good stuff by Josh Roth. But yeah, I am concerned about Ratoisty because I thought he was getting close to a big win last year. I think he's a bit further away. I think there's other players we're looking at now. Yeah, um, Dibby says, was he pausing at the action again? What? It wasn't as bad as it's been, but it's yeah, it's just not not there at the moment. Um, then Dimitri Vandenberg beats uh, Cameron Menzies um, quite convincingly. Martin Schindler, though, got going about his business. Beats Rob Cross six four, tidy from Shindiggity. Yeah. Look. Making a bit of a habit of this on the Euro Tour right now because um, looking ahead to eight and nine qualifiers that were earlier today, Schindler didn't have to be there because he's seeded on the Euro Tour. Mm-hmm. That's just how well Martin Schindler is playing right now. He is seeded on the European Tour, number sixteen, but he is there. That's that's a solid achievement from Martin Schindler right now, and he is playing some very very good darts. Yeah, uh, Jose de Souza edges past. Dennis Nilsson and how that was 6-5, I'm not quite sure, but it was. But Jose got there in the end. James Wade, 102 average to get rid of Barry Van Pier, No danger there. The same Ryan Searle to beat Kachuk. Better weekend for Chisnell, though, Boise. Ton average to beat Damon Hatter, 6-4, in a very tidy game. Yeah, it, impressive win. Um, especially then, Damon Hatter is one of the, the most informed at the moment. Still got my, my worries about Chizzy as well. Um, but then I don't think he's performing to the levels that he can do. But in this one, it was a very, very impressive win. To the, the better of uh, Damon Hatter, some good finishing in there from Chizzy that we're not always used to seeing. But yeah, to that off the line, he would be down into this one as underdog. So to beat Hatter, totally he's, a, he's very good. Moving on. We all love the final day of action on a Euro Tour. And this was no different. Again, in draw bracket order, first up, Aspinall books his place in the quarterfinal. 99 average. Very, very good from him to beat Gerwin Price in a decider. Um, Humphreys, again, beating Dolan 6-4. Very good. But it's the third match of the session, afternoon session. Dirk van Dijvenboda goes absolutely berserk gob. Hit eight 180s in nine legs. Averages nearly 107. Not bad. Yeah, and he was still only 37% on the double, 6 from 16. That's just how good a performance that was from Dirk Van Dijvenboda. We're starting to see it a little bit more now, aren't we? We're starting to see this competitive level. We're starting to see him go deeper and deeper through events again that we had concern for in that short gap after the Grand Prix, didn't we? About four to six months after the Grand Prix, we're like, right, he's had his purple patch. Same colour as aubergines were, hey. Um, he's had his purple patch and, and that's him that's just going to drop off a bit now but we're starting to see him go through that cycle again pick himself up go through the motions and just start going deeper in darts 
like we said, it's difficult for these players to be on top of their game constantly because there's just no break in the season. Yeah. Um, then MVG defeats Johnny Clayton 6-4. Again, a good game from both, but we just expect that from these two at the moment. Um, Josh Rock beats Scott Williams and he moves into a Euro Tour quarter final. <laughs> um, moving down, uh, Dimitri Vandenberg beat Martin Schindler again, a high class game. James Wade beats Jose de Souza. Jose's got that little three next to his name at the moment, Boise, but that's not going to be there much longer, is it? The way this is going right now for Jose. No, it's, it's staying them batch of wins to they've had like, three or four, even it being on a pro tour, uh, Euro tour. There's just something there. I'd start back something you said before that he can't seem to go off the line on tight games. I thought he could previously, but at the moment we just we're not seeing it. Especially then someone like a James Wade, who we know that's that's his sort of forte who can drag people into a game, into a battle, and it's normally Wade who comes out the victor when you're in those. But for Jose, there is a, a real concern for me at the moment. I'm a big Jose fan. I'm moan about him not being in the Premier League, but He's not really showing anything this year to prove why he should be in there. It's been poor starts the year from him. That, but I noticed it last year. And then in, in, going into the match play, the form they were in, Jose de Souza should have beaten Michael Smith on form. But like I said, take him to deep water, he can't swim. And that's what Smith did. And since, since then, it's just spiralled. Yes. There's just there's just not not some there's something missing from his game at the moment. Whether it's the consistent high scoring that we used to, yes, there's a few one eighties in here, but he used to be in these for total fun. To be the close one one eighty to in Premier League history just shows how many you can hit. But they're not as consistent. They're not as we were seeing before. Um, but there is a there is certainly a slide, and we're going to see that on Rantin's Euro Tour, even other America, we could start seeing it as well. So. Yeah, there is concerns there for the special one. Definitely. It's not a lot of money to defend this year as well. With it is the action that now it's so shouldery, it's unreal. I know we, we spoke about it earlier with dead trigger points. The, the, the Jose action now is just all shoulder. Just pushing everything through, isn't it? It's a, it's a late release through fear of missing, counteracting that by just trying to push it up and get it there a little bit quicker with the shoulder. It's just a little bit messy right now for Jose, who most players, the cure for it would be play more Euro tours, keep qualifying, put yourself in those positions. But I think he just needs no crowd. He needs to get back to winning ways on the pro tour and then start trying to transfer that game back over because look, a lot of his success has been behind closed doors. There's absolutely no denying that. And I think he needs to get back to that success there before he can put it back on stage again. Maybe yeah, just into... looking at that as well, Phil, just Go on the, the slipper run, he, he's defending 245,000 this year, 53% of his, it's a lot of money. Obviously, the Grand Slam wins in there, but a couple of Pro Tour wins. Um, so, the, the slide is coming because of his success in 2020, but I can't see him getting deep into TV tournaments at the moment. They're just, he's in that game in him currently, unfortunately. Yeah. Then the evening session. This is where it all gets interesting. Three huge games to win. And Luke Humphreys is making a habit of this. 107 
average to beat Nathan Aspinall, Goblin, just a stunning performance from Humphreys. Yeah, you could tell by the way that Humphreys reacted after the game. He knew it was just a little bit good and a little bit jovial. It's very, very easy to be happy and laughing around when you've just done that to an opponent. Um, but he does just keep progressing to that extra level week in, week out. It's almost a little bit of shock when Luke Humphreys loses at the minute. And he keeps that up, keeps putting in performances in front of these cameras because he's just ridiculous. If he could be streamed the entire weekend on a pro tour, he'd win one or four. But he's got to play some games where nobody's looking. And I think that's his issue because in front of a camera, he's magic. The Dutch derby. This was a weird game. Boise, because Dirk van Dijvenboda for 97% of it was superb. But when he went 5-4 up, the cogs start turning. The fact that he's never beaten MVG in a big game, or I don't think he's beaten him at all. And then yeah. misses, multiple, misses multiple match starts. MVG makes it 5-all. And I'm not going to lie, the 11th flag was like Laurel and Hardy from the pair of them. Yeah, he, he, he docked so close, closest he's probably ever docked to beating him, and he was over. He must have been overthinking it, not just the the misstarts at doubles and some of which was a really close, the inconsistent storing, but still got those opportunities. Um, then a bit like the Premier League with MVG, there's just that bit more inevitable about these games now that MVG is going to get over the line and win it. Opportunities there for someone to take it away from him, but another last led decider and another one though in the way of Michael. And then Dimitri Vandenberg ends Josh Rock's good run. We'll touch more on Dimitri shortly. Um, James Wade, a very good performance to beat Ryan Searle 6-5 God, but that's only half the story because after this we don't see James Wade again. We'll come on to that in a minute, but Right now, James Wade, you're thinking, is in a very good position to regain that number four spot in the world. Not that. I just want him to win a Euro Tour. He doesn't have many of those in his collection. I just think it's time that he starts picking them up. And he's looking like he's in that sort of form. He's going to these final days just that little bit more often at the minute. And he has that scoring power. And after you come through a game against Ryan Searle, like he did, that work to be done on the doubles, which is very, very unlike James Wade. But he's chucked in five 180s at this point and then only at 28% of his doubles. James Wade goes and produces that performance again for the rest of the day but gets his doubles to where they should be. He'd have been lifting this trophy come the end of Sunday night. Instead, after a draw. Yeah. Semi-finals. Repeat of where did these two meet? Munich. Everywhere. And Luke Humphreys did an absolute number on MVG that day. Roles reversed. And do you think Luke Humphreys' interview after his semi-final may not have been the best when he reminded everyone what he did to MVG in Munich? Yeah, it might not have been. Sorry, his quarter-final, yeah, after his quarter-final when he said... Because then when MVG was asked after his, he was like, that that callous smirk was on his face. Yeah, probably a, strange, probably a strange time to do it. If MVG was playing who he was playing last year, 
probably the right thing to do because there isn't that performance in MVG of hitting this, what he's done. But right now, it was a very, very strange, brave, stupid move. One of those, all of those. Um, yeah. Luke then had to find his A game to then to push MVG because he was he was up for it from the off and that showed with a, a demolition job, really. Yeah. And then the news broke, God, that James Wade would not be playing in the semi-final because of illness. Um, all we saw was the PDC statement that medics advised him not to play. Um, tough to know what to make of that because for James Wade not to play a semi-final, there has to be something seriously wrong. Not as in, I'm not talking life-threatening, but in that situation, something very serious for him not to play. Well, you could see there was an issue with him in the quarterfinal. So just just to keep going and get over the line and pick up the prize money that he did and whatever to just continue was seems solid enough from James. But the fact we haven't seen anything on social media or an update going fine or good is a little bit concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah, completely. And I suppose the proof will be in the pudding that will we see him in Wigan tomorrow? Because he was, he was down to play. Where if he's not there tomorrow, then we'll know that it maybe is something a little bit more serious. Yeah, Unless it's... you take a break, don't you? When you have a, a scare like that, when, when medics are telling you not to play, go and give yourself a bit of a rest, knowing that Premier League campaign is, is just that little bit more important right now. Yeah. Then on yeah, to I, the final. I don't, I, I don't think to the names tomorrow, if he wasn't to play, would mean he's not playing Thursday. Obviously, because we don't know the ins and outs of it, it just means it might not be the, the worst thing. As we've seen with a number of players anyway, who are not playing the next two days, for someone who's been medically advised to not play on Sunday, it might not be the worst thing because the priority right now, because of his position in that table, has to be the Premier League over the Pro Tools. Obviously, health comes first. But if there's a pick, yeah. for me, it has to be like Premier League on Thursday. There we have it. Michael Van Gerwen goes back to back in the Euro Tour. An 8-5 victory over Dimitri Vandenberg. But, God, look, Michael has averaged over the tonne again. But something about Dimitri that watching the game, just his body language, I never felt that he thought he could beat Michael in this final. No, because he's not even the body language. He started to slow it down a little bit at times, didn't he? And that's what Dimmy tends to do when he doesn't think he's got his A game there when he needs it. Well, it's interesting. They brought it up on comms as well, that he was going going to the repertoire. I tend to get in trouble a bit when I say that, but (laughs) it's true though, isn't it? He is a player who has the broadest spectrum of paces to play at. And I'm not sure any of it is ever for his benefit. Because the tournament that set up the most was after he won the match play at the Grand Slam that year in the group behind closed doors. And he's just 
he chucked in what 113 average on TV at one point or something absolutely yeah. ridiculous. They were in his hand, they were gone. It was such a fast pace, it was brilliant to watch, superb. Two games later, he's back to crawling around and taking darts out one at a time and, and whatever else. So I'm like, who is this for? What? Why are you doing that? You just, you just play your game. You're in that good a form right now. You just won the second biggest ranked event in the PDC. You blitzed through your group a ridiculous level, and now you're resorting to doing things that are going to upset your rhythm because you're afraid of your opponent. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, and, it and, it, and it was interesting that the fact they actually brought it up on comms as well because they don't tend to, unless it's staring you right in the face, they try and play a neutral neutral line to it, but they brought it up, Boise. It was it was too slow. It was it was having an impact more on Dimmer than it was on Michael. Um, I don't understand it to that level. Sometimes at a, a certain double when you're trying to impose yourself a bit, Rob Toss, like I, you know, I'm not opposed to certain players doing that because it suits their game. The fact that Dimmer was doing, it, especially at the start of the game, was doing it near enough every visit to the board. Um, I just don't think it suits his game slowing down that much. Um, yes, he doesn't always have to be the quickest of players, but that was just that was just too much, and it was a game plan that hasn't worked for him previously, and I, it was never going to work for him. It's like I say, it's the form that Michael's in is is ridiculous at the moment. But it, I didn't get it, and it, I, after it wasn't working early on, there was a time to change and just to speed it back up, um, and he didn't seem to adapt to that, and that's where Michael won it from the start. And there we have it. That picture, that Euro Tour trophy. I know the, the poll is there, but this is becoming more and more frequent. That's now three Euro Tours this year. The the smile is back. And he's growing in confidence every week, Gob. And whilst everyone else is not playing particularly well, apart from Johnny, but, but the rest are are allowing him, and the, these 107s, 108s, and the big 113s are happening more and more in the last month. Yeah, the, the performance level was, was always generally a decent place, or it was, not always, sorry, it's consistency lack, but the top level game was always still there for Mark Van Gogh over the last 18 months when he's had those dips, especially last year when he went titleless for God knows how long. Um, but because of the schedule management, because of this Premier League campaign, because you've had Gerwin Price of injury, you've had Peter Wright withdraw because of uh, illness, um, Wadey's been you know, everywhere, whatever else, you're just affording him the chance to go and play in everything that he needs to and wants to and get back to that level that he needs to. And when he was... Last 18, 18 months ago, or nine months ago, shall we say, he was playing well and not getting results because the big guys were there to stop him or there was a big performance there to stop him. Now, with those players missing so many events, a couple of them just aren't taking chance against him and a couple are just not there to stop him. And again, winning is a habit and he's learning that habit again. And if you get him in a situation where you keep taking him to last leg deciders, and he's spent the last six months winning last leg deciders again while you're not playing or while you're not competing with him, he's going to do you in. 
because he's got that knack about it. What was he, 30 games in a row, last leg decider unbeaten at one point. Do not yeah. let him start that off again. Do not put him in a position where he can go, okay, I'm, I'm just going to have fun now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm with you completely. Um, is he back, though? Yes. I, I think to be 100% yes, he needs a match play or Grand Prix, Grand Slam, one of the, one of the big ones that are coming up, but with all Premier League, but because obviously we haven't had that over the past few weeks while he's in this sort of form, I see him picking up one of those. Um, it's hard to, it's between, for me, it's hard to look past him or Johnny for the Premier League because the numbers they're in are just ridiculous. Um, but I think there's always a big one coming up and on with Dob, it's becoming sort of inevitable that he's, those last led deciders, those, and then it, it it becomes more than that. It becomes the pressure applies early on that I can't get to that stage of a day. And it just becomes inevitable sometimes when he's getting to the stage. Probably the first time in a, in a long time that we saw him come into a final. And for me, after six starts thrown, there was only one winner yesterday. And that was part of what Dimmy done, but also just what MVG is doing at the moment. He went on and I'll play my game, I'll win. There's not an issue. Whereas Dimmy's trying to overthink it. And I think Dimmy's not the only player, and that's not a criticism of Dimmy at all. But this time, it's actually praise for MVG that people are starting to think, I need to play a certain way to beat him, where more recently they haven't had to as much. So I think he's back. Um, he just needs that title sort of to confirm it. But performances-wise are showing that he is. Is, is the longer answer than you probably wanted, Phil? <laughs> Before we move on, we've got a couple of clips to play. We've got Johnny and Peter. I just want to, I wanted to get into the playoffs, and I've done that. So part two undone. Part two is trying to win it again. Do you feel you've got Michael's number in finals at the moment? I'd take that. If, if you say that, I'd take it. But listen, I've been battered so many times against Michael Van Gerwen. It's nice to beat him. So, yeah. Um, I think that the four that's there now are going to be hard to change but that's a funny game you know any one of us can win matches and you know whoever's five, six, seven, eight, they can all win matches and who knows until that you know that last night that we get four qualifiers on that on our league table who knows that was Johnny he thinks it's done the playoffs Let's go to to Peter. Don't panic. I've got class in the glass. So you watch. I'll be there. I told you I'm going to win it. So uh, all that matters is next couple of weeks, get the points, do the business, and then I'm there ready for the finals. I'll, I'll, I'll beat anybody in the world. Uh, it's just whether I'm prepared correct for it. If I haven't prepared correct for it, then I will lose. But if I have, they will lose. Is there enough track in these things, Peter? I mean, just picking the right time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, at the moment, you know, I'm the most thing I'm planning for is, you know, is is the World Cup and and the match play. Yes, I said to everyone 
you know, I'm going to win this. Yeah, I'll, I'll still win this, but I'll probably win it scrappily. The, the, the past couple of years, the players have won it and never performed well. So that's what I mean. You just I'll, I'll turn up to get to fight turn and, up the and, and, and then and then and then turn up and win it, and then uh, uh, play well in the World Cup with John, and then play well in the match play when it matters. You know that's you know that's what I'm looking at. That was Mister Mister Right Boys. Mr. Right saying all the Mr. Wrong things. Do you believe that he believes that it's going to happen? Or is he just trying to find something? Not entirely. I think what he just said there was the same as going back to the gold darts last year. Peter said he was going to win the world match play. He went and won the world match play. Peter said he was going to win the world championship. He went and won the world championship. For me, that says, I'll say it, I'll get myself out of trouble and I'll go and do it. And I just think everybody else is playing that much better right now. The lack of consistency for him is really an issue. Look, anything can happen on that final night. And if he's just gearing himself up for three weeks' time to be at absolutely peak performance, then, then fair play to him. But it's a bloody big risk to take throughout the campaign that you might not make it there. And he needs to sharpen up very, very quickly. Agreed. Um, Rose says the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup's in June. Um, also, interesting that he's playing with Hendo in the World Cup, but we'll come on to that after we've listened to the Matt Porter clip as well. Um, but we'll do that shortly. From Leverkusen, going to go to Prestatton for the Welsh Open. <laughs> What a come down. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. As, as a man who's family is the holiday at Pontins in the UK every year, not for Staten, but Canberra Sands, and you still win pool and darts competitions to go and play it for Staten. Just no. <laughs> um, look, I, I didn't see an awful lot of it. I watched most of the um, finals yesterday. I didn't see a lot in between. But the Welsh Classic Women's was won by Fallon Sherrick. Um, boys beating Rihanna O'Sullivan. And it was a good final, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Was... At one point, yeah. yeah. Very, very good final, as Dob says. Tom Bathwin for Fallon opportunities for Rihanna. Who um, I spoke about a lot from late. So I don't know. Dob and yourself have spoke about a lot on the, the women's series. Someone who's now getting into a lot of these and. The level that she's performing at, it was just one where she just wasn't able to get over the line. And um, it was a very, very good comeback for Fallon who on this Sunday got ourselves into two finals. Yeah. Um, sorry, in the comments, Dewey said, sorry, Price and Clayton will win the World Cup again. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Look, it, it was no. Look, it was a. It was a good final. Rian, like you say, Boise Rian played some fabulous stuff at Lakeside and backed it up again, which was 
which was good to see. Um, Bo Greaves, Maria O'Brien making the semi-final as well. Also quarter-finals gob. Sarah Roberts, someone that we've seen on the ladies' tour, do well. Al Kazinstra, Lorraine Hyde and Natalie Gilbert. Yeah, nice little group. I'm just double-checking something because... Just a little bit of a surprise. You know about Lisa? Yeah. She lost a bow in the cause. Look, when you've got an event with Fallon, Bo, and Lisa all in for the very first time in a long time, it was interesting to see that Fallon and Bo have the depth come the end of the days in, in both events sort of thing. So that was all I was looking for, that the absence of Lisa Asher at that point, considering her dominance on the women's series at PDC levels, is a little bit surprising to have seen. Um, but yeah, look. That's a solid last eight liner. All players that we've seen before play well. Need to see Lorraine Hyde more on the women's series, go deeper again. She had the best weekend last weekend, um, but everyone else is, is solid enough. I want to see Natalie Gilbert take the next step as well. Agreed. And then from there, an interesting makeup in this one for the men's Welsh Classic. It was Barry Copeland who beat Graham Hall. Graham Hall we'd obviously seen at the UK Open. Didn't know an awful lot about Barry Copeland, if I'm being honest. Um, an interesting last eight line-up there onwards, Boise. Yeah, very interesting one. Another final with the player who loses missing darts to, to win the game. But, yeah, some names in there. Parletti, Jim McEwen. Jim plays well, but Tom Upperland's Impressive round more than the, the quarters, but yeah, some impressive names there. Ryan Murray back into the semi final, was in a final was it last week or the week before. Um, so some good stuff from Murray as well at the minute. Yeah, no, it was it was good. And then moving on, this was arguably the game of the weekend. Job. Certainly close. Cracking effort in this one. The comeback this time from Bo rather than the comeback from Fallon as, as Fallon led an awful lot of it. The 158 from Bo was, was superb. Um, looked like she, she'd blown it a little bit and then just produced a couple of fantastic legs on the spin. Uh, note that Bo did beat Lisa. So she beat Lisa from both events. So the minute they met, that Bo was the one to take out the Lancashire Rose, which explains a little bit. Um, but look, that, that last eight lineup is just as solid once again from the women's series and You'd expect to see all those players in action next time around, barring maybe Dieter, um, given her, her choices this year. Yeah, look. Up to her. But the, the, the bow action didn't look particularly great at times. When it was on, it was fine. But we saw a lot of her at the Isle of Man, then a lot of her at Lakeside. This, for me, was the worst the action had looked. Yeah. It, especially early on in that final. He, even the back end of it, there was there was moments of brilliance. As Dob said, the one... Was it 158, I can't remember. The 125 as well. Um, there, there were those moments of brilliance, but there was also a few pauses when she was throwing it then. 
Atrina was pulling a few. Um, there was inconsistencies in the fact that she's not average 93 just showing when she was on it. She was pretty awesome. It was just there were moments with that action in the final. Frost, that all the leads, Lod says, it did start early on, but we saw it throughout. Um, that is a bit of a concern. But what the the, the ceiling that you can get to, the same as Fallon, is ridiculous. Both players have got such amazing talent and that the level that the pair of them can reach to is very, very high and a lot higher than the others in that field for me at the moment. Yeah, no, no it, 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 it's interesting. Like, I, like we've said, I think there needs to be a few lifestyle changes made. Um, but look, the ceiling is there, but you have to do the right things. You can't just rely on talent. Talent will only get you I so would, far. Yeah, I would, I would like to see it come over to the... I keep saying it. As Darth and Marvin play the women's series, even if it's not that as competing for the, the match play or the slam or the world championships, you know, when we've seen the, the problems that she's had before and, and that might be in the back of her mind to start, of those being playing at those venues. Um, but I would like to see her come over and at least compete in some of those as well and not just in the uh, WDF events because we know the names that are there, probably other than Dita, all the big names are coming over now predominantly to those women's series. So it'd be interesting to see the performances that both and put on then in a more regular basis where she's playing two, three events um, four events even across a weekend. Yeah. Um, going to be interesting. Also, good run for Kirsty Hutchinson to a semi-final goal, which was which was good to see after Lakeside. Yeah, look, to, to beat Lorraine Winstanley as well, it was superb at the Women's Series last weekend, taking some doing as well. So, yeah, look, she's, just, she's, got, a build, she's got a platform in place now. She's got building blocks in place. She needs to keep taking that next step up and up and up because her scoring power means that she can join that elite little group we've got at the very, very top of the game right now. Your Fallon, your Lisa, your Mikuru and your Bo. But it's a finishing that lets her down sometimes and there's just that little bit of... It's quite a long action, so you do get a bit of twist to the body and shoulder in it occasionally. So she just needs to keep working on that, keep building on it. She's got plenty of years ahead of her. Then on to the men's Welsh Open final, and it was the not allowed to develop yet. Luke Littler averaging nearly 94 in a, in a 6-2 win over Wes Newton. It was nice to see Wes make a final, but just outstanding from Luke. Yeah, across the weekend, he was in, there was, what, seven finals to be played on Sunday, and he was in three of them. Um the performance he was putting in the weekend, the numbers that we were seeing before we was able to see him then on the stream. Um it was just it was just too good. It's great to see Wes back in a final. I think that's in somewhere his first ranting final since what, 2012, 2013. Uh we saw the highs he got to when he was in the Premier League many years back. Um so to see him back in there, but you just had this feeling that when Luke Littler was there and how he'd performed the cost today. Just looking at his 109 in the quarterfinal and then 102 in the semi-final. Sorry on the Saturday, but it just showed that when he's playing like that, it's going to be very hard to stop someone like that at a, what, 15 years age? It's ridiculous yeah. talent. When is he 16, just out of interest? Do we know? No idea. I 
I can't lie, mate. I don't really spend time Googling how old children are when their next birthday is. <laughs> My friend was practicing with him. That's annoying. He hasn't got a Wikipedia page yet. Child. Have a look to see. So was that Russian figure skater, but she's got her own Wikipedia page. I'm not sure he's going to turn 16 in time to have a go at the development tour this year or a meaningful bracket. He might sneak the very last weekend or so. And that that was my point. Could he do a Fabian Smutschler turn up for the last few and just do absolute carnage? Uh, Unfortunately, Luke can't play on the live league because of his age. Uh, Dan, thank you. No, he won't get a crack out of this year. doesn't turn 16 until January. He's already got better so, beard than me. Night 14. As the, road show, as the road show moves on to Sheffield. <laughs> um, again, chat room, come and get involved as we look to the Utilita Arena in the north of Sheffield, all on the line. Some, some big, big calls to be made here as, as well. Like we say, the top three probably nailed. That fourth spot, maybe, yeah. just maybe, with a couple of results, could get interesting. But that time again, let's start off. Um, Joe Cullen against James Wade boys to open us up. And I'm, I'm guessing this will all depend on how James Wade is. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, it, it's difficult at the moment to predict this one because of we're not sure, um, one, if James Wade will be playing, and two, if he is, uh, what's up with James? Hopefully he's, he's okay to play. Hopefully we see him in the Pro Tours if that's, Route one go down and play in those two. Um, it's a difficult one to predict. I know on Thursday that I did though for Joe to win. That was before the the news about James Wade. But I don't know how to look anything otherwise because I'm not sure if James will play. Hopefully he does. Yeah, I said it earlier. I, I can't see anything but a Cullen Price semi-final, which is interesting given the table right now. Just, just out of interest, with with the way this is done, say James doesn't play because he's not well, and Cullen makes the final four by a couple of points. Questions will be asked around the the, the system and the setup. It's not the only question. Who was the, the recipient of the buy when Gezi withdrew? Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen. That's not ideal. That's why that that's why I brought it up. <laughs> Jolton and MVG, I'm right in thinking of benefiting. Yeah. 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 Um, 
the difference is the first one's sort of Gezi's fault, the second one isn't. Um, it just is, isn't it? I don't know what you're chuckling about. It just is. If if you'd have asked me this this time last week, I'd have said James Wade wins at a canter. But I I agree that I think Cullen may just... I don't think James is going to be fully fit regardless. I think it depends how Joe plays tomorrow. James is still playing pretty solid. He can rock up with a 92, 93 average, go 40% on the doubles. And, and at the minute, without being rude, that would be enough to beat Joe Cullen, the way that Cullen's played the last few weeks in the Premier League. So it's just about, can Cullen put together a little bit of a run tomorrow on the Pro Tour, get back to that, take Wednesday as a rest as he intends to, get to the venue, get himself set and, and go again? Yeah, I think, again, I'm with you. I think Joe Cullen does... The job, Gary Anderson, Gerwin Price, again, got convincing for the Welshman. I think so. Surprised that Gary picked beat Peter Wright last week, but it wasn't the best from him. I'm not expecting fireworks from Gerwin Price, but I'm expecting him to have enough to win six three, six four, something like that. Boise, hard to disagree. Um. I struggled to saw another Darren Anderson win going into the last four weeks of the line and poor Peter Wright performance. He only gets off the line then if Price doesn't play to the level. Price needs to step it up from last week, but if, I think he will. And if he does, I think he gets off the line then Darren Anderson. So I'm doing for Price about the same. Six three. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm going for a go in Price win. Then. These two, it's never a dull moment when when these play. MVG, Peter Wright, Boise, are you um, you going for a green machine or a bit of snake bite? Yeah, I think the bottom half of this draw is going to open up a semi-final tie that we've seen once or twice over the past couple of weeks. So, for me, I'm going to go for... <laughs> I'm going to go for MVG to get the uh, better of Peter Wright. The, the level that MVG is at at the moment... Peter Wright needs to step it up. Probably 10 points from where he is, roughly, at the minute. He's around that mid mid to low to mid 90s. He needs to be 100 plus to be to be beating MVG. MVG having the throw as well, as we've spoken about. It's goes in his favour this one. I just see him being too good to be beaten, and I actually see it being quite convincingly as well. It's two. Go. Yeah, same camp. MVG and Peter Wright are just going in opposite directions right now. Michael up and up and up and Peter Wright treading water fast at the minute. Um, needs to get back to winning ways, but look, Van Gerwen's got the throw and the fact he's just playing solid at the minute. And given all the torment that Michael was given over the last 18 months when it wasn't quite going his way, the fact that Peter's struggling a little bit right now will be motivation enough for Michael to go and do a job. It'll be an interesting post-match as well, if he um, if he does a number on him. But yeah, I'm I'm agreeing. I'm MVG, and again the bottom one. This is concerning. I think we've all gone the same here. Are we all going the same in the bottom one as well? No. 
I've done Unless a fail. You're I've done a failing. Michael here. Smith. No, I'm going for the ferret. Yeah. Chucking a little curve. Look, I've been impressed with Smith the last couple of weeks. Performance was good last week. Just beating in the last leg by Ryan Gerwin. Um, semi-final the week before, averaging 104. Summing in it. He's got the darts. He needs to start picking up those results. Performances are getting a little bit better. And let's be honest, Clayton's there. He told us last week he thinks his job done. Take his foot off the gas a little bit after a busy weekend as well. Euro tour, this, pro tours, whatever else. He's not going to the pro tour, not though. Not playing pro tour. He'll be... But that'll be on his mind. He's just that little bit overdone, naturally. Oh, get done with this early on Thursday night. Job done. Be elsewhere. So, chat room as well. From your semi-finalists, I would like your winner... And your runner-up. Who wants to go first? See, I remember I picked on Thursday with Cam. And I went for Joe Cullen to get to the final. And he was defeated by Johnny Clayton. From what I've seen this weekend and what I said earlier, I can't see Joe that into a final. And I think MVG is on the whole time, so I've been on the beat lately. But I knew as soon as I'm going to say Cam had been messaging me, because I told him to write down who I was having, but I remembered. Um, but right now, I think MVG, that's the better of Derwin Price in the final. And I'm leaving them with those six five. It happens. Smith beats <laughs> Gezi. <laughs> um, I'm going. I think Gezi gets to the final from the top off. MVG because he has the darts against Clayton, but I think it'll be 6-5. So, and I think MVG beats Gezi in the final. But those three points or whatever it is that Gezi picks up then makes the race for fourth interesting. Have you done for Michael Smith to win it, Dob? Yeah. So, so did Tam, I think. So we've done two NVG and two Michael's. Chat room, what are you saying? Who wins in the Steel City? Whilst you are doing that, we're going to play the Matt Porter clip because off of this, it brings up a lot of talking points. I think it's fair to say. Just a few. So enjoy 
two minutes of Matt. I mean, look, I think with the Premier League, if you look at the history of the Premier League, the format has always evolved. It's never stayed the same for that many years, whether it's the number of players or uh, elimination or uh, contenders, challengers, whatever, and now the, the, the sort of mini league, uh, the mini competition format. It's changed every few years. So this won't be the format forever. This will be the format until we think there's something better we could be doing. We've got to keep it fresh. And when it's roughly the same players every year, you've got to do something with the format to keep it fresh otherwise it's just the same every year and when we're going to the same venues ultimately there'll be a lot of the same people buying tickets year in year out same people watching on TV we've got to keep them entertained so the way we do that is to keep the product evolving it is staying the same it's you know with the world, we've got some big plans for the World Cup we just need everything to be ready uh, for a longer period of time than it has been this year in terms of international travel and things like that there's still you know in Asia players are still not able to travel between countries to play and I think it's a real shame because if you look back at the World Cup and the World Championship a few years ago a lot of the Asian players were getting really competitive and, and winning matches getting through to later rounds giving the big boys some scares they've not really been able to play competitively that much over the last couple of years and I hope that hasn't set particularly Asian darts you know perhaps last year you could have said the same about American darts when they had Covid issues as well um, but regardless of that and obviously like New Zealand Australia haven't been able to travel just globally there's still been some hangover issues from COVID, so we're just waiting for everything to get 100% back to normal, and then we really want to do something to move the World Cup forward. Look, we know it's a long. Just behave, journey. Corey. Just behave, and you'll be fine. It's, it's a long easy. journey back for him, but if he could get back to somewhere where he was before he Look, went Corey home, Corey Cabby is a lovely lad and a fantastic talent. He just needs to concentrate <laughs> on doing what he should be doing. Don't get distracted, Corey. Concentrate on your darts. What I told you four years ago, you could be world champion. Just concentrate on your darts. Don't get distracted. And then he'll do it. He said he proved me wrong. Uh, you know, not proved me wrong. He said he'd prove that he could do it. I want to see it, Corey. Come on, you can do it. So, some interesting bits from um, Matt. The Corey one obviously came up because there was a, a post on social media from Corey that he intends to to give it another go, boys, which is good for darts. Without doubt it is. I don't think it'll be a, a walk in the park for him to get back to that level, like, not played for X amount of time and whatever else. Be interesting though. It certainly makes the DPA scene it just adds that little story to that for us to keep looking out for for the rest of the year. We know just how good he was. Yeah, but it's not uncommon for people in Corey's position to put themselves back in the same stupid position in a relatively short amount of time. No, I, I agree. Um, also, his bits on the World Cup, a couple of bits. One, that they they sent out the the questionnaire, shall we say, but it's going to remain the same this year. I think it's I think it's good that there are plans of football. So this is one that 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 you wanted to, to know about. There are plans of foot, but I can understand why it's the same this year. I'd still like to see a change. I understand that there's, there's still certain restrictions there, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't see a, a tweet in the in the formatting of it. I don't think we, as much as we wanted to know doubles, 
completely. I don't think we will ever see that. Um, not well, not currently anyway. Um, I'm not sure the route to go down. Do you know, do they introduce sort of mini groups, um, a bit like football World Cup sort of route? But I would like to have seen some change, some just to add some extra to it. Um, yes, we've got. We always have talking points from there. We've already got one about the reigning champions. Um, but for me, it's. I would like to have seen some sort of change this year. You didn't need all the, the countries that would like to participate in um, to be in it this year for a change of format to happen. And there's a lot of tools for, for certain countries. I've seen a lot this weekend about France having a team in there. There's, like says, Matt mentioned there, other, other teams from around the world that can't play because of restrictions or would be more of a struggle. But still, a change was needed for me to freshen it up. Even a minor tweak to it would have, would have seen something else. The problem is, is that... That, that tweak that everyone wants, I don't ever think will happen. It will never be all pairs, I don't think. No. We say that because we say that the broadcaster wants to see the top players playing singles and that makes it less likely to get knocked out, etc. But we've seen it in pool, which is matrimoned as well, and that's the next big one for them to take off and whatever else. And I just think when they've got so much going on, and if there was to become a solo broadcaster that has all of the PDCs televised out, as there is potential for in a couple of years, at that point, they can afford one event where they're showing the lot. They've not got to worry about the fact, oh, we haven't got them for X amount of time now to put them back on. They can do that. Listening to Matt, it sounds like the change is going to extend the format in some regard. The only reason you don't make a change right now nothing's aligned at the minute it's, it's already on the calendar for three days and that sounds to me like it's going to be a week-long event few evenings sell out a few more tickets that sort of thing by the fact that they can't do anything now i agree that if it moves broadcaster i agree but whilst it's on sky i don't think we'll see pairs only no i think while it's while it's with Sky, the only thing I see is it being extended and us having like a group stage maybe of more nights of more nights of doubles early on, but that'll be in the group stage, um, and then we'll get into the last eight, last uh, semi-finals, whatever, where we'll see the same format as we do now. We just have more days of darts there where we'll see those players, but at the moment, like I said, I'm just disappointed. World Cup, a lot. It's either a a love or hate with a lot of our team, never mind everyone else. Some people have it as their favourite, others, like myself, don't look forward to it as much because it needs that change. Um, so I'm disappointed it hasn't happened this year. But hopefully, by the sounds of things, there is something in plan for 2023. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see more doubles. So if it brings up with the group stages, then maybe, you know, that would get me more excited about it because we are seeing more doubles. The one thing I've got is if you tell us that there's a potential little change, potential change coming the following year and nothing's aligned for it to happen this year, then for me, it has to be something big, something substantial, change it up. But you have to get it all right. You have to get every little detail right. If there's going to be a point where we're looking at going, oh, well, they've got that ruling wrong or qualifying for that's a little bit wrong or whatever, you have to get it right, given that you've got another year or so ahead. That's 
the issue with Premier League is that it's what can we do? It, it feels this way, at least, for the last couple of years when they have made changes. It's what can we do at the last minute and then worry about the rules and everything else and, and not quite explore every single little possibility and avenue that can come up that does keep coming up to bite them in the backside. You've got another year to plan this now. You've decided that you want to make changes. Brilliant. Make sure you've got every qualifying avenue nailed down. Make sure you've got replacements ready in the correct manner. Make sure that the format works perfectly. If it is going to be a group stage, that the separator is bang on. And all of that little things that just need that care and attention over rather than ad hoc or retrospective that then become precedent for following years that just don't quite work properly. Well, on that, obviously, Peter said it and we, Matt clarified it, that John Henderson will play. There's some interesting quotes on social media from the third-ranked Scottish player. I don't know if he's listening tonight or, or not. Um, but it was obviously decided that as defending champions... Peter and John get the nod, but they wouldn't confirm if that was going to stay or president. It was just like nothing was said. But also the fact that Suits wasn't asked to, to stand down or anything like that. It was, this is what we're going for. And I know, God, that doesn't sit that well. Not for the chaser. I think... The fact this is effectively Gary's decision makes it a little bit easier from the PDC saying that he wants to step back as some as the player that should be there at the top. If Hendo was third in line, this would absolutely not be an issue. Gary doesn't want to play in it, thinks they deserve the right to go and defend it, so he's stepping up that place. The problem is it's not his place to give, effectively. It's the Team Scotland place to the next highest-ranked Scottish player. So I can see it from both sides, 100% agree that you win it you should be afforded the chance to go and defend it the fact that gary's made that decision to that he doesn't want to play and that it should go to john is is, is good from gary but yeah it is a little bit unfair on the others because suits may never be in that position again yeah i'm not saying I, that's yeah, what i think i'm just saying he may never be in a position to play in the pdc world cup again and it will be taken away by somebody ranked significantly lower than him when the ranking says highest ranked players. Yeah, well, I'm with you on it. I said last year when he when he won it that they should be defending it. That, for me, should be the rule anyway that's in place. The fact that they've still not said it is a rule or not makes it sound... And like says, it's not... It's Darry's decision, or should be Darry's decision, if the ball isn't there, if he doesn't play. But it shouldn't be then his decision if who plays instead of him. Um, so for me, the, the ball should be there. It should be Henderson and Peter Rice. Perth, I think so, anyway. It should be them two playing, but it shouldn't be them playing in this circumstance of Darry saying, I don't want to play. It should be they won it last year. They're now the first to don't play. And then if for whatever reason Peter or John didn't want to play, then it would go to Darren Edson and so on and so forth, down that sort of list that there is. But also, King Cook makes a good point in the chat room here. But if they go and win it, or even if it's to the final, Henlo would be in the Grand Slam. And when you're fighting for your tour card, 
to get a leg up like that, ask it, it opens the door for some criticism if he were to keep his tour card. Yeah, and again, this is where they need to take a step back and just realign how the entire tour fits in, intertwines with each other, how all the events make and link up, etc. Which ones are ranked, which ones aren't, how you can go from an unranked invite event as a winner to then backdooring it into a televised ranked event that can then see you save your card and whatever. And we are very, very quick to praise the PDC. And we're getting there with the criticism as well. But this is where there's just too many events, too many TV events, too many opportunities at the minute for things that aren't written for decisions to just be made on an ad hoc basis. And that is not how a governing body, aspiring governing body, not strictly a governing body, but the corporation that manages the sport at this level should be active. Well, you listen to Barry, they're just a promotional company, given the opportunity to players to play darts. <laughs> because it allows them to do what they want. Wrestling is a promotional company because it's not sport. It's in Hollyoaks with a couple of leotards on. Sports entertainment is what you're looking for. Is it? Yeah, but darts isn't sports entertainment. Darts is sport. And it needs to stick that way. I, on it, I 100% agree with Laura's point. You can't follow a ranting list and then go against it. You've either got to follow that ranting list and it's Gary, then next one down, next one down. <laughs> It's just a bit of a mess. I don't like it, and I don't want wish bad on Scotland because of it. But it would sign up more more conversations if they are to go to a final then, and the tan, because it'd be at a time where if Peter's playing his best stuff, if Peter goes on to win the Premier League as he tells us he's going to do, it's what four days after that Premier League win that he'll be in the World Cup full of confidence. <laughs> And we've seen what John Henderson, who came into last year's World Cup with very little form, really, put in the performances in Dr. Peter through some of those games. It's going to open up a lot more conversations if they don't want to be successful. But I don't think it's fair on Suits and the rest while there isn't a rule in place. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, this um, throw back. What what happens? What happens next year? If Peter Ryan and Del play this year, but next year, this year they get knocked out first second round, but then next year Darry decides he doesn't want to play in it then, and they are still one or two. Does then PDC Peter the who's yeah, which which says it all, says <laughs> it all completely. Put the rule in place, or it needs to be the top two highest front players. Um, will it be Wade and Smith for England? Um, Wade and yes, it will be James Wade and Michael Smith for England. Um, again, get your get your questions in now for question time, boys. Have we missed anything in a week of darts? There was JDC Foundation tour, but I'll be honest, I don't follow it with enough 
interest, but there's four players in our bracket. Have we mentioned today's darts? It's done that fast that the Euro Tour qualifiers. Obviously, there's 24 really, qualifiers from each event. They're not really qualifiers anymore. They used to be difficult to qualify for. Now you've only got to win two games. Yeah, I was... Other than um, that, I can't think of anything else we've missed. Yeah, oh yeah, the 172 average from Mensa and Scott was, <laughs> was a bit good. <laughs> The, the 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 iPad shut down at four apiece, so it's the only way to get back to that level game in, yeah. in the match, yeah. which is silly, but it is the only way for them to do it. They can go back and change averages later on if they can find a data house somewhere in the Dark Connect server. Um, but yeah, when it shuts down, there's no way of then playing a match first to two or three because it won't drop in the tournament bracket if that match is in place. You just need to restart it. Yeah, uh, certainly. Oh, well, I was just going to say, as you made your uh, Tom's debut on TV, and so did Henry, and we've not mentioned the live lead. Uh, yeah, Chaz Barstow was was sensational on Saturday night. To be fair, very good. Um, yeah, absolutely world class from from Chaz Barstow. Interesting that Boris Koltsov returns to Pro Tour action playing under a neutral flag. Good to see. Which is... To be fair, I want to find out how they've got him out of Russia. Because there's no flights, is there? So they, they, he obviously, obviously had to drive somewhere or something like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, very big suitcase, yeah. Um, Vanny, do you think Matt Porter was a bit snappy with it? No, not at all. Matt, Matt was really, really good. Matt, Matt's always very good, very honest. He doesn't hide anything or, or dodge anything. He's, he's superb when we speak to yeah. him. I think that's that's good for the interviews. Um, we don't always like all the answers he gives, but we can never say that but he's he not honest and open. He's not honest and open about his interviews because he certainly is. We, we can disagree, yeah. and that's why we've done our show and we talked about it. But he's certainly honest and open. And from a listener, uh, Max, quite very well. we, we did a whole section on the Welsh Open, buddy. We went through it all. Um. Malachi says, who finishes top four, Tottenham or Arsenal? Um, Arsenal season. If we beat them, and it is an if, we get it. They'll still do it. No. No, I, I think, I, I think I, Newcastle... There's a chance you might both get it, because Chelsea are crap. Um, but you're so, Spurs, and you're doing Spursy. The, the only so, top four fight we're talking about is the Premier League, and Peter Wright, that's four spot, but that's it. Uh, on. I think Newcastle will get something off Arsenal at St James's. Yeah, I uh, thought Newcastle yeah. might get something at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Good thinking. Um, 
I prefer the I prefer the PDC Premier League. There's no draws. No, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Henry, yeah, um, good work, Henry. Good work, buddy. Until the World Seniors Masters fell. Three weeks. Yeah. We'll be in attendance. Four weeks. Something like that. I don't know. I've lost track now. Three weeks. Also, as well, I've seen the arena plan for Lakeside. I like. A bit different to what we're used to. A bit different to, to what we've seen before, and I like it. I'm not liking this because you've not. I'm not liking this because you've not shared it. So, I'm like the rest of them. <laughs> you should have been here last week, then, shouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry for having me. I'm. A, I'm a, I made up for it and worked on Thursday night, didn't I? There we go. <laughs> you made up for it worked on Thursday for a 40-minute show instead of a two-hour one, when we were supposed to be splitting them evenly this season. That was week 13. Oh, really? You've done two. Dob, I can tell that you've not watched the full bar we made because none of them have lasted 40 minutes. They're at least an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you've done two. Oh. You've done even less than the winner has grown second. <laughs> I'm going to ask who is on the live league this week two seconds on the live league this week you have got Matty Dennant, Scott Marsh a debut for Ryan Murray James Richardson, Simon Stevenson Kieran Tian, Paul Hogan Daryl Pilgrim, Andy Hamilton Sam Kankett, Josh Richardson and Ryan Furness Sebastian Bilowetsky was meant to be playing this week as well but then he went and qualified for four Euro tours or out of five or whatever it was. He also made a couple of quarters and semis this weekend because that is one thing we did miss. Five development tour events. But we're running a little bit short on time to go through every single one in the depth that we'd normally do. Yeah. Um, there wasn't many surprises, was there? Uh, Yitzhak van der Waal looked pretty good this week. He looks like he's about 35, but he looked very good this week. Uh, Rafferty wins six, one seven. Uh, Jurgen van der Velde. Gert Nenchez again, randomly rocking up in the weekend and chucking 110 plus into a tournament where he's averaging 90. Mad how you can miss five events. Dobby, you can miss five events and still be top of the uh, Order of Merit. Didn't he miss one of them as well? Yes, he did. Miss six events. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's just four events, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, he missed two, I believe. Unless he's missed two. He missed the first two. He's played three events. One, two, got beaten the final or the other and is still top of the Order of Merit. And then went to the Euro Tour this weekend and made the quarterfinal. Yeah. I don't knock the ladder, not the system. But. Um, Nico says, hi guys. Uh, James was just, he felt ill. Um, and all we know is he was advised not to continue after speaking to the on-site medics. That That's all All we know. The, the reasons and that uh, haven't been made public. 
Um, can you show us the scoring system at the Live League? Um, scoring is the same as what's used on PDCs and that. <laughs> Neither of us. It'll have to be Phil because it'll be in Germany. Yeah, because it's in Berlin. And we don't get the keys um, to the jet. We don't get enough likes on the show to get the keys to the jet. <laughs> we don't have a jet. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, that, there, may be, there may be a European slot available in June for someone. Yeah, I can't wait for this to be the weekend that I can't do. <laughs> Does it happen to um, be No, that's the World Cup. It's the weekend after. Well, Is it the 24th, 25th? Oh, I might be available. Because <laughs> I, I booked tickets to see Ed Sheeran before they Dutch, dumped that Dutch event in. See how much holiday I got left. Can I fly from East Mids? Better than Birmingham. Get the train. It's easier. Airports are right now. The train from mine to London is about the same price as the train from London to Holland. Um, So what else have we got? Tommy says, will MVG have a good run at this year's match play? Yes. Not as good a run as James Wade. Who will win it? <laughs> Are you for real? Um, yeah. Am I for real? The man's a magician in Blackpool. He loves the match play. Not recently. Oh, well. He prefers it more than all the World Championship. All that sun you've spent time with this weekend has done to your head. Dob, I think. James Wade's not winning much, by. Yeah. Um, what illness does James have? We don't know. We don't know what it was, Foxy, just that he wasn't feeling well. Um, yeah, Adrian, we will be streaming tomorrow and Wednesday for the Pro Tour. 12 o'clock start tomorrow for us, myself and Henry. Not sure if one of the boys will jump on after work if they get bored, but definitely me and Henry for most of the day. I'm busy. I'm going to be rammed the next few days at work. <laughs> so that's all good. Last couple of questions then, gentlemen. We've got a couple of minutes to go until full time. No Fergie time here today because Boise says it's just the dart show. <laughs> Um, the heaviest darts on tour is Ryan Searle's 32 gram bombs. I don't know anyone that uses heavier. The lightest bunting, are they 12 or 14 grams? Buntings were 12, weren't they? Or used to be. Yeah. He's not got a car anymore, but um, Scott Baker's were pretty light. Yeah, again, Johnny Haynes were as well. He hasn't got a card, but Isra at 14 as well. Yeah. Um, this week, a busy one for darts. Absolutely. 
Um, two pro tours, Premier League, Euro tour. It's all going on, boys. Busy, busy. There's not, there's not really a quiet week coming up. Looking at the uh, calendar, and that's not just the PDC one. When you, as Dobbs alluded to, the senior events that are coming up, uh, quite a few WDF ones coming up. There's, there's not a quiet week at all. Um, Liam says, best match I've ever watched live. I guess the same, same for you guys. What's the best match you've ever watched live? Mine's quite easy because I was lucky enough to be at the semi-final between Rob Cross and MVG and that had a bit of everything for me. I think for me it was MVG's World Championship game against Barney. Um, I've not been to as many as you guys. Obviously, second on my list is is Jack Darwood against Roland Shelton at the uh, at the seniors this year. Of course, not. <laughs> um, but I was there for Fallon versus Ted Evans. Wasn't bad. Nottingham Premier League no. is crap whenever I'm there. World <laughs> went a few years ago. Normally at whatever session Kyle's at or used to be at, but then obviously I'd watch his game from live but everything else would be backstage. So I'd never really watched them live there. Um, Nick, um, favourite Oasis song? Miles Too Many, mate. Oh, to pick one is impossible. Um, Johnny says no one really likes the World Cup that much, do they? Anyway, of course he does. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, what's your mouth about, son? Um, oh. Right, last one. James says Edgar said Wes Newton was top five all-time players never to win a major. Would he be in the top five players never to win a major? Smith. Cheers. King. TJ. 100%. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be in my top five. He got to four, didn't name a fifth, but then went no. (laughs) (laughs) He just had him at someone else and he's not willing to name him. Kyle, Kyle was better than. Yeah. Although Wes was top four Premier League and whatever else. Kyle won, Pro Tour, won a World Series event. <laughs> the Shanghai Darts Master. What did Hammer think- win? Nothing. Did you? Did I? I'm all fifth. I'm all fifth then. <laughs> um, I'm all was better for a little bit longer. 
them ways for me. Yeah, I am with you. Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of the show and what a show it's been, boys. I've enjoyed tonight. It's been good. You always sound surprised when yeah. you say that. No, no it's just... just... <laughs> Tell us exactly the same thing, isn't it? When we end the show as well, we'll, we'll go into our little backstage area of the show. But oh, I really enjoyed that. It was brilliant. Chat room were amazing. Yep, we don't feel we just were there with them. Uh, numbers were good. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Not enough likes though. So if you want to press that before you all bugger off, that would be much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be pleased to know. Boise will be here again next week because May United aren't at home. Sure, that wedding. No, I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> no wedding. Um, everyone, we have been online darts. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Tomorrow, double action, pro tour stream, and the live league returns from 9:30. Busy, busy week ahead for all of the team. So make sure you subscribe, turn notifications on, and we have you covered across the whole of the darting week. I've been Phil Bars, Jack, I'll be Garwood, Lee Boyce signing out. For the evening, gentlemen, we'll see you all very, very soon.